Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 861 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, I'm here to help you by answering your online business questions five days a week. We have a great question today from Ron, so let's not wait any longer and let's get right to it. Here's today's question from Ron. Hello, Pat. I'm Ron Brown from ScienceToy.org, and I'd like to thank you for Will It Fly? It's a great book. After reading it, however, I am still struggling with one thing, how to validate a YouTube channel. More specifically, I've created science cartoons where animated characters teach science with toys. The plan is to have geek parents like myself enjoy the cartoon, then click an Amazon link to buy the toy. My only product is the cartoon itself and the advertising value it provides, just like any other YouTube video. It takes several weeks to produce one cartoon. How can I determine if this is a viable business model? Thank you for all you do, Pat. Hey, Ron. Thank you so much for the question. I checked out your YouTube video, ScienceToys.org. I think it's a great idea. You know, kids are always in love with toys. I've noticed a trend recently where a lot of kids will just go to other people's YouTube channels and just watch them play with toys. That's that's all they do. And even without selling those toys, like and I put selling in quotation marks, even even without directly pitching those toys, um, they are making you know great money because they are building a lot of trust and rapport with those people at the same time who are who are watching their um, their videos. Uh, there's a kid named Evan Tube, uh, or his not his name's not Evan Tube. His name's Evan, but he is Evan Tube. Uh, is his YouTube channel. He has millions of subscribers. What does he do? He just plays the toys, right? And yes, he does teach people a little bit along the way. So that's where I feel like you can stand out, right? You have this education sort of background and you can share along with these toys how one can get excited for science and that sort of stuff. This is right up my alley, Ron, because you know my son goes to a STEM school, uh, a STEM school, science, technology, engineering, and math, and he just loves these kinds of toys. Um, I watched your video and I also shared it with him and I wanted to get you some honest comments about these cartoons because you had mentioned that they take hours and hours and hours and days and uh, to to edit and produce. And so, with something you spend so much time doing, you just want to make sure that it is you know worth doing and it is giving you the effects that you want them to. Um, the thing I, I, I do want to say is that if they don't work, well, then you know to try something else. And that's where validation comes into play with these YouTube channels. You know, what's cool with YouTube is you can put up anything uh, very easily and for free and try it out and see what the response is like. You could share it with friends and family and get them to respond. Um, it's tough to get validation on a YouTube channel specifically from brand new viewers because people will hardly ever find you right away. It will take time for YouTube to sort of index your videos and depending on how well you structure your keywords and the engagement with those videos and so on and so forth, you know, you'll get ranked higher or lower depending. But having a video up and just showing you a couple of things, one, the process, and if you like the process, great. If not, or if it, if it's too much, then you can change it. So that validates the process of putting it up on YouTube. And then the response, you can share it with people who you know in your network and other people um, just to kind of get their honest thoughts about it. So I was able to share it with my son and give, give him some thoughts. And I will say that, you know, as much as he likes cartoons, um, kids these days are very – they're very much used to really high-end cartoons, meaning, you know, it's almost like, you know, here's a story. So we we showed our kids uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, 
from uh, Disney. You know, it's one one of the first Disney movies out there, and the it's of course hand drawn, right? And the initial reaction was, "Hey, why is this grainy? Why doesn't this look very good? It looks different." Well, you know, and it's because they're so used to these higher quality animations and these three D animations from companies like Pixar and Disney Animations and DreamWorks and Sony Pictures and and all those kinds of things. So initially, the style of your videos didn't appeal to uh, to my son, who's who's seven, you know, and I believe he's in your right. Uh, he, he's sort of right in where you want to be. The other part of it was he wanted to see the toy more. He wanted to, he wanted you to play with it and show him how it works. And you know there was a, there was a nice lesson that went along with the initial toy that we saw in episode number one. But it was it was kind of interesting that you had a cartoon version of yourself pointing to a blackboard, which is where all the things were happening, versus just the whole screen being the blackboard. And then that in and of itself would help you with the production because then you wouldn't need a cartoon version of yourself the whole time. It could just essentially be, you know, a cartoon version of yourself to start, which I think, you know, is really cool and is cute. But to see it the whole time and just have the mouth moving and the students sitting in the front, whereas all the action was happening on the blackboard, which is smaller than the size of the of the of the entire video, it just didn't make sense, right? It's almost like you're wasting your time with those. Whereas, what do the kids want and what do the parents want? They want to see the toy being used and they want to get the lessons involved, right? And so there was there was no real live sort of playing with the toy. And I think that's something that Ron would be very easy for you to do. And you can even get other people involved in creating stuff and showing people how it works. And, you know, the thing with toys when you're selling stuff as an affiliate is people want to see how those things are being used before they buy, right? So, you know, you're doing a number of things that are holding you back from building that relationship and showing people what that toy is like. So for one, you know, you're using... um you know, this blackboard sort of style videos, which is very much like a classroom, right? And I and I get where you're coming from, but I feel like you could do yourself a huge favor by just, you know, being yourself, being real, not even worrying about the cartoon part of it, and just share these lessons using these toys and show people the parts and show people how to use it. I mean, I feel like you're going to get a lot more pull from that in terms of your affiliate sales. And then finally, you know, there was a lot of promotion for these toys and things. I feel like that's something that can happen naturally after, you know, just playing with these uh, toys. I mean, if, if you approach this differently, if you approach this as, hey, I'm going to be Ron, the guy who is going to introduce the world to these toys and show people all the different ways on how to use them. But not only that, share why things are happening along the way. Well, then I feel like you have a winning YouTube channel. Now, how would you validate that? Well, Try an episode out like that and see what happens and see what the response is like. And maybe maybe you do one that is the same kind of concept as episode number one with, with that uh, circuit board sort of toy that you shared um, and just do it in that second style and then show people both videos and get honest feedback on which one they feel would be better. I guarantee you the second one will have more appeal. Um, it will be more likely to be shared. Uh, it will be more likely to give you those affiliate sales that you're looking for. Um, the thing I would do on top of all that is to offer some sort of giveaway that goes along with that toy for free. Maybe it's a quick start guide or, or maybe it's some other handout or worksheet that kind of walks kids through the concepts of using that toy much easier than that toy itself does. Um, that way you can start collecting email addresses and that's going to be a, a great way for you to validate you know, the success of this as a business model, right? Because it's hard when you do just a couple videos and you share 
things and you're looking for affiliate sales, it takes a long time to get to that point where you can just recommend something and get an affiliate sale. But it doesn't take a long time to have people trust you enough to download something that's that's worth something to them. So that's where I would kind of have my head at, Ron. I think you know the cartoons are great, but I feel like you could do much better with even just removing them, um, or or at least part of them. I still like them in the intro. I think I you know definitely caught my eye. My son was paying attention. He was looking forward to a cartoon, right? Uh, with a story or playing with a toy, but um, then it became sort of classroom setting. And at least my son, you know, he goes to a STEM school. They don't even sit in, at desks in their classroom, right? A lot of STEM schools are more Montessori style where people are hands-on, right? So how can you better represent that in your videos? Um, so Ron, hopefully this gives you some food for thought and gets your gears going. I want to thank you so much for um, having your question featured here on the show. And I want to send you an Ask Pat t-shirt for having it here and uh, just thank you once again and for everybody else out there if you have a question that you'd like potentially feature uh, featured here on the show just like ron's all you have to do is head on over to askpat.com you can ask right there on that page and then finally catch me every friday 1 30 p.m pacific on my facebook page i'll be doing ask pat live i'll be answering as many questions as i can every single friday for an hour you can join me there interact with me i'll say hi Come over to facebook.com slash smartpassiveincome, and I'll see you there. Again, that's Friday, 1.30 p.m. Pacific, facebook.com slash smartpassiveincome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And here's a quote from James Carswell. He says, whenever a man comes up with a better mousetrap, nature immediately comes up with a better mouse. Cheers. Thanks so much. And I'll see you in the next episode of Ask Pat. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.